All right, welcome to A Little Grace to Grow, and today we will continue our Christmas theme. Last week we had talked about John the Baptist and how God would bring him in as the forerunner and the blessing of his father Zacharias and the principle behind staying faithful to your duties. This week I want to talk to you about another character, probably outside of Christ, the most prominent character when we consider the Christmas theme and and bringing Christ into the world, and that's Mary. Verse 26 of Luke chapter 1, I'll begin reading, and we'll read all the way to verse 38. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. That's twice we've read that. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Now there's a whole lot in that passage that we just read, but I do find it significant that Mary had not known about her cousin Elizabeth's pregnancy. As a matter of fact, prior Uh, In the chapter, earlier in the chapter, the Bible tells us that Elizabeth had hid herself for five months. So God reveals this to Mary as kind of a comfort to her. But there's some things I want to point out, and the obvious is this. Okay, why would God use Mary? Well, the first thing we point out is this, her purity. God had promised way back in Isaiah chapter 7, 14, when it came to the entrance of the Messiah, that it would be through a virgin. This child would would be born of a virgin. Now, that's humanly impossible. Absolutely correct. Uh, Because God was supposed to intervene, and he did, and he explains himself here. Isaiah 7, 14, God had said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son. And so we have here the very virgin that God finds, 
that God is willing to use. I want to talk about three things here in regards to Mary. First of all, her purity. And I think that's overlooked today. We live in a very uh, immoral, uh, decadent, promiscuous society. And I wonder how many ladies God would have to choose from if he was to bring the Messiah in today. Well, I do believe this. God has always had his remnant. And there will always be those who hold fast and keep themselves pure. But I just want to challenge not just the ladies, the young ladies, but I want to challenge the young men to keep yourself pure. Paul told Timothy, keep thyself pure. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We're not going to help ourselves by, by filling our mind with uh, uh, pornography, immoral behavior. Uh, you're not helping yourself that way. One of the best things we can do as a Christian is purify our lives. Regardless of your past, you may be one that say, well, it's too late, I've messed up. You know, you've got today. You confess, you forsake, and you determine with God's help, you're going to live a pure life, uh, morally clean, good character. We see this reflects her character. She's a pure lady. And I believe, really, that's the first thing that is emphasized. When this angel comes, he comes to a virgin. Okay, the emphasis, a virgin. And then later on, she says, how is this going to happen? How am I going to have a baby? Seeing I know not a man. Well, that's so. That's awesome. That's a wonderful testimony. As a parent, I would hope that'd be your desire for your children, that they would remain pure till they're married. And so this is going to. This is a very interesting case study. So God finds the woman He's looking for. She fits the description. But I also want you to notice her position. Her position. It says in verse twenty-seven to a virgin espoused to a man. This lady was engaged. She was engaged when God came to her. Uh, she, they, she'd remained pure, but they were supposed to get married. And in this engagement, there were requirements. And so to accept this, to accept this uh, will of God for her life, she would understand would have to accept the reproach that would come with it. And even the fallout. At this juncture in our Bible reading, she has no idea if Joseph is going to give up on her. She has no idea if Joseph's going to say, I, I can't go through with this. That's a difficult position. And, and sometimes the will of God for your life and my life, it's just not easy. It's not an easy... When God calls us, there are times it's just not convenient. And our flesh will always rebel. There's always going to be other things to do. There's always going to be other things going on. And if God has a plan for your life and God has a purpose for your life, we're talking about bringing the Redeemer into the world. Uh, on the same token, when you and I do the will of God, God's power can work through us and touch the lives of others and bring others to Christ. We can be a witness that 
otherwise would not be there when we're willing. But the difficulty is sometimes our position puts us in a place where we got to make a decision. Am I willing to accept reproach for Christ? Or am I going to resist God's plan? Well, as we read on, we come to the final verse that we read in verse 38. Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Ah, we see her participation. She complies. She agrees. She accepts. She is willing to follow her Lord, to accept God's plan for her life, regardless of the fallout. Why do we remember her? Because she was highly favored. Because she was a virgin. Because she was the one that God used to bring Jesus into the world. But there are other reasons. She was willing to suffer reproach. She loved God. She had faith. She understood that her sufferings could not compare to the glory that would be revealed thereafter. And I'm here to tell you, regardless of your sufferings, if you're suffering for Christ, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. The Apostle Paul said, it's a light affliction compared to the glory that's going to be revealed. Well, God bless you, and I hope you have a fantastic week. Until we talk again, bye.